o'clock on a Saturday. It's one o'clock on a Saturday, so you know what that means. It's time for Intelligent Ignorance. The team is hearing right here on New Twist Radio, and right out the gate, breaking news, breaking sports news. We gotta break it right here. Maybe you heard it for the first time right here, because I heard it from the first time from our dialogue. We just talked about the seven. Jimmy Butler is a Sixers. Jimmy Butler's headed to the Sixers for Dario Saric and Robert Covington. Bring in Jimmy. Well, I hope, I hope, I hope the I hope it works out. And I hope the Sixers can sign him long term, and maybe we can make something happen. But that's just sports news for right now, and, and you know we're not a sports show, so not, we're not really going to go into it. But I'm a sports fan, and I'm a Sixers fan, so I had to talk about that. But today, our main topic is today is, is talking about the United States of America, the business of the United States. Not the business is, but the business that is the United States of America, the corporation, the United States Incorporated. And without further ado, I got to bring on my, my esteemed host my man R. Dot is in the building. What's going on, good brother? It was happening, man. I'm uh, hey, man. I'm still in shock yeah. over here from this. I'm still in shock from this Jimmy Butler news, man. I thought he was all set to end up in uh, Miami with my Heat, but it looks like that fell through. So, congratulations to Philly. I hope it works out. I do too. And um, real quick, some some housekeeping information here. The music. Is provided to you by OBS Productions. Check him out on uh, Instagram. Check out his music. A talented brother. Can do his thing. Um, got got a lot more music on there and a lot more to come. So definitely check him out. OBS Productions on Instagram. So, the United States. Of, well, b- before we get into that, right? Last Saturday, we talked about the election. Now that day has come and gone. Election day has come and gone. And there are some things that are still out there that are undecided. And I just wanted to say, I just wanted to point out that, you know, there are people that don't believe completely their option. That is their choice. I get that. Okay. I am I am not one of those people that subscribe to that to that way of thinking. I I believe voting your vote counts. I believe you can vote for change. I believe voting is probably the only chance you have to have your voice be heard, quite honestly. Now, I just wanted to remind people that voted or not, the elected officials officially work for you. Now, it's time to hold them accountable for what they do and the decisions that they make. You trusted them, or maybe you did not trust them with your vote. But they're the ones that elected. You make sure you hold them accountable. Keep them honest, because they're getting a check, and it's coming from your pocket. That's all I'm going to say about that. But what's up? What's up, R-Dot? I'm sorry. I don't know if I cut you off or not, but what's up with you, man? It's Saturday. It's a oh, beautiful man. day. It, man, it's windy as I don't know what, though. This This weather is crazy. You know, it was 60-some one day. It was 35 the next. Uh, Mother Nature is bipolar. And I, re- I know you just brought up some housekeeping. Let me make sure we get in episode 10 sponsor, uh, Amon's Dining with a Twist. Make sure you join Amon's Dining with a Twist for trap and brunch. 
coming up December 15th uh, at Artscape in Wilmington, Delaware, 205 North Market Street. Make sure you check out Amon's Dining on Instagram and join them for Trap and Brunch. Man, I'm just so excited. The podcast is growing, man. So many great things happening with what we're doing. We're covering some uh, controversial topics. I'm getting a lot of people hitting me up throughout the week, asking what we're talking about, asking about what we just talked about. So I'm really excited for what's going on for us, man. Yeah, a lot of big big things going on. And actually, next week, we're going to be live on location. We'll get that information out to you all throughout the week. Um, So definitely, when we're live on location, you definitely want to come and check us out. Say what's up to the Intelligent Ignorance team. Um, live from from uh from, well well out from where we'll be we'll be at a restaurant next week I'm gonna just put that out there right now um, we're finalizing details and uh, I'm going over to check out the spot a little later a little later after the show and I can't wait it's gonna be exciting um, it's been a little while since I've been live on location so you know I'm, I'm definitely excited for that uh, things are definitely growing growing fast um, one thing that is growing is the business of America and you kind of bought this topic to life for me in a sense. And I'm, I always said, I've always said that America is a business, you know, and it's being run like a business right now by the person that's in charge. He, this person is a businessman. He's a businessman. So he, he knows how to do nothing else. Well, I shouldn't say that, but he, he is, his knowledge base is running a business and this country is being ran like a business. And for people that don't like me saying this country is a business. Oh, well, Ain't nothing. It's, it is what it is. Okay. Have your own opinion. Call us up. 215-383-3992. Call us up and you tell me your opinion. All right. This is an open discussion. I'm not going to attack you. I don't bite unless you want me to, but that's a whole nother discussion. I'm a married man now, so it doesn't matter. Um, but the business of the United States, very interesting because people feel that we live in a country that is better than every other country on the face of the earth. But are we living in a country, Ardot, or are we living in a corporation? What are we living in? Man, I mean, when you when you look at it realistically, and I know as somebody who's been, and, and I want to, I'll say it blatantly, property of the United States government, uh, because when you are enlisted, they do view you as property of the United States government. Uh, It is so much more of a business than it is the land of the free, uh, because we know freedom's not free. Uh, We know democracy is not free. We know that there's no such thing as a free lunch. So when we say land of the free, uh, what does that really mean in context of what we do as a society? It's really interesting in the conversation that we had, uh, which we're bringing to the people today, uh, because it started out with us talking about the the shooter at the California bar and what his comments were on Facebook about the people of the country were not going to do anything uh, in turn from his actions. So it wasn't going to bring about any change. All we were going to do is send prayers and well wishes. Uh, And that really struck because it's somewhat of a double-edged sword. If we do actually force change, is it forced by the individual who did this heinous attack? So that's something in terms of we don't negotiate with terrorists. 
so we're making taking action in direct response to it. And then if and when we do take action and how we could potentially take action, how does that change the landscape of businesses? Uh, we know that the relationship with the NRA and our government is extremely volatile uh, because of all of the rights for gun owners and these organizations and establishments literally run our governments by their funding. Absolutely. And and I want to I want to touch on the things that you that you're talking about, but I I when you were talking, I realized something. And it's it's slightly off topic, but it goes to to what you something that you just mentioned. You talked about the shooting in California that happened this week. Okay? Um, two weeks ago, or two weeks before that, there was, a, or two weeks ago, I think, like today, I believe, maybe two, three weeks ago today, the shooting at the synagogue. Right. And when I started this radio journey, podcast journey, whatever you want to call it, this is a live podcast, live show. If there were, as a shooting's been happening for a while, I mean, no, I'm sure Columbine was not the first mass shooting, but it's it's one of the first mass shootings that come to mind when I think about mass shootings and the history of them. But um, ten year or not ten years ago, about eight years ago, close to ten years ago, when I started this journey, if there was was a shooting, that's what we would be talking about, and. We planned the show after the shooting happened, and I, I, I'm talking. I'm, I'm saying this because think about how things have changed in the last ten years as as a country and as a people. That on this show, our main topic is not the shooting. Our main topic of a couple of weeks ago was not the shooting at the synagogue. Right. Think about that. It has become almost commonplace, a, a common, tra- a com- what's the word I'm looking for? A common, tragic place in our society right now to have these mass shootings happen. And well, interestingly enough, Jay, Jay, let me interject something to your point. So mm-hmm. I actually had did some research, uh, and I found a statistic on USA Today. It said that the shooting in California was the 307th mass shooting this year, meaning that through 311 days of 2018, we've had 307 mass shootings. And that is an astronomical number. I mean, throughout all of those events, 328 people died, 1,252 were injured. That's that's outlandish. That's crazy. And 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 this is what I'm gonna. This is what I want to say. Uh, at part, what? Because uh, let's put it this way: there have there has not been three hundred some mass shootings reported on the new or on the on the local news or on the on the on the national news. There hasn't been three hundred shoot. They haven't been reporting a shooting every day. So has it become such a common place in our society that these shootings happen that you don't even report them as much anymore? You don't even tell people about them. 
it's very interesting. And, and we'll talk about some of the news, how the news cycle works, because we had to we discuss that as well, how the news cycle works here in the United States uh, compared to other countries. And so, wow, that, that number is just staggering. And, and I kind of wonder what they consider a mass shooting, being that the numbers are that high. Okay. Um, 215-383-3992. We're talking about, I know it sounds like we're talking about shootings in, in the United States, but we're not. We're actually talking about the America, the business. United States Incorporated. We're talking about the business known as the United States of America, one of the most profitable businesses in the world, probably. And go ahead. Were you about to say something? Oh, yeah. So I just wanted to give you exactly how they defined it. So they said that the numbers included incidents where four or more people were shot or killed, not including the shooter. Four or four or more people were shot and or killed. Okay. Not including the shooter. Right. So if it was three people and the shooter, it wouldn't count. Correct. So it was four people. Uh, Okay, I got you. Got you. Okay, 215-383-3992. This is Intelligent Ignorance. We're talking about America, the business. And um, I'm going to go into it by talking about the news cycle. And, um, Ryan, this week you brought something to my attention that I personally did not know. And, you know, I've worked in the news, I've worked in the media basically since 99, and um, I, I didn't even know this because my my news knowledge really only extends to the United States. Outside of the United States, you know, I've, I've been to a few countries, I've been to three countries outside of the United States. I got to get my passport up, okay? I've been to three countries outside of the United States, and really, I probably never paid attention to the news while I was there because I was always like vacation. So you don't really pay attention to news, but I want you to tell the audience. I want you to tell the twist family. I want you to tell them how the news cycle works from your experience in other countries. Yeah, man, it was, it was a super interesting, uh, I don't want to really call it a discovery, but it was just something interesting that I noticed through my travels from the military Uh, being in so many different countries over the course of my enlistment, that when we saw news, cool news in other countries, their tactic for news was not to put the negative things out there. And they didn't put those negative things on display because they wanted to ensure that the people were informed and not afraid. It was all about keeping the people's ideal of their environment as safe as possible. They didn't want people to think that where they lived was violent or where they lived, there was so much tragedy going on. So they kept it really, really, really positive in their news interactions. And I thought that that was something, even if you knew, I mean, we were in local countries that these countries are in war and these countries weren't talking about the casualties of war on their news. They weren't talking about shootings, talking about local events. They were talking about positive people in their communities. They really kept everything positive in terms of what they put out to the people. And it's a stark contrast to what we do here in the United States as to it was kind of the business of the media is, 
the violence sells, the negativity sells, the positive doesn't get noticed. And yeah, I definitely speak to that. And uh, before I do, I just want to give a quick shout out to Everett Salyer. I interviewed Everett this week and uh, you can catch that interview. I'm going to post it on YouTube right after um, I'm going to post it in a few different places, but right after this, he is working on a documentary and he, his company, Root Sky Productions, only only does positive uh, positive productions. So it, it made me think about that by you talking about how the the news cycle works in other countries. His company only works on works with positive productions. So uh, definitely check them out and be on the lookout for that. Um, going back to what you said about the news cycle here in the United States, a lot of fear mongering, and we really don't look at the news as fear-mongering because why? Because they're talking about what's happening in in our world, right? But then it makes me right. think a little bit about hip-hop music. And for a long time, for a long time, hip-hop music was not accepted by the masses, okay? Um, until, it, you know, it, once it got commercially accepted, you know, people looked at it a little different, differently, excuse me. Um, but it makes me think about how hip hop music was 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 telling harsh stories. A lot of times they were telling very harsh stories. Um, you know, they were telling you know about about their community. Not not even though a lot of times they would say, "I did this, I did that." They're really telling the story of somebody, someone else, okay, or someone they know, or a story that they heard of in in, in their neighborhood, and. A lot of times the the government got involved and said, you know, we can't have, you know, this type of music out there and, and influencing people and whatever the case may be. But the world, the, the music was influenced by the world. Okay. So I want you to tell me, or that, what would be the difference between, and, I, and this is an old conversation, but what would, what would be the difference between having music tell the stories of what's happening in the world and the news telling stories of what's happening. Is there any difference there? I personally don't think that there's any difference because it's all a system of control in terms of what, what, what people want to be displayed. So when we talk about music, uh, the music industry in the past, uh, not exactly so much today, but the music industry in the past was controlled by executives uh, at these record labels who said, here's what, here's the type of music we are going to put out to the public. Now, so uh, there's so many different avenues where people can put their music out independently. Uh, we have SoundCloud. We have, uh, there's so many different avenues for artists today to get their voices heard. And now you hear the variety of stories. So, uh, I mean, when you think back to like the the late '90s, when music, when hip hop was becoming to the height, and Jay Z was winning Grammys, but the common context or what was depicted was that the music was only about women, money, and drugs. Uh, so it was the commonplace back then to assume that that was the only thing that took place in our environment. Because that's what those record labels put out, because that's what, what was selling. That's what was relevant in terms of the mainstream that they looked to create. Uh, now, when you look, at them, because there's so many different platforms, you have 
conscious rap. You have gangster rap. You have hardcore rap. You have rap that tells yeah, stories. Rap, rock, rock rap. I mean, it, it's just completely different from what was out there 15, 20 years ago to what's out there now. And I think it's all about what changed with that system of control. And I think it's the same thing with the media. So the media, obviously, we know a lot of those relationships are controlled by political influence. So when you talk about what gets displayed, uh, when we talk about our current president and his disdain for media because he feels like a lot of the news that comes out is fake news. Uh, It's not fake news. Uh, It is news that is factual and it is news that's relevant. But when someone in a certain position doesn't want to see that news and they have control over certain avenues of how that information gets displayed, it begins to change the landscape of what people consume. And I think that now we're seeing that more so with what comes out because we are changing what people are consuming. Even if you thought back about the news 15 to 20 years ago, uh, if you think back, and let's say 20 years ago, let's go back to Columbine time when we talk about shootings. There definitely weren't 300 mass shootings in a year going on at that point. Or if there were, we weren't made aware of it. And then when it got to the height of it, I mean, we heard about shootings consistently. And now it seems like we selectively hear about events. Uh, well, let me let me I, let me tell you let me tell you why part of that is. Right. The news, just like every other business in America and in the world, I guess, is all about the money. It's all about the money. It's all so. And what makes I what makes money in TV is is having advertisers. Okay. What get what makes what what allows advertisers to know they want to. Advertise with your network Eyeballs They want to know how many eyeballs are on that screen And when those eyeballs Are on the screen Okay There's more eyeballs on the screen at 6 o'clock at night 7 o'clock at night Than there are at 3 o'clock in the morning So The news Has to run a cycle of news That's going to keep people interested Enough to keep watching to keep the advertisers happy and keep the advertisers coming saying, I want to advertise on your network. So basically what it comes down to is money. Okay. Because let me tell you what I did the night of the shooting. When the shooting happened overnight on, I don't remember what day it was. I think it was Tuesday night, Wednesday night. The shooting happened overnight. Okay. At let's, let's call it 11 o'clock at night. I was at work. This is the following day. I was at work, and I said, you know what? I really haven't watched the news today. I want to see what's going on with that shooting. Five, six years ago, seven, eight years ago, a shooting like that happens. That's on the news cycle the entire day. The entire day. Okay? That's all you're seeing is that to the point where you're like, I'm turning this off. I'm sick of hearing about this. I turn on the TV at night. I turn on CNN. They did not mention that shooting for at least an hour after I turned the TV on. At least an hour. 
and this is I, I say this to say that you, I'll give you I'll give you two guesses of what you of what they were talking about, right? I, I, I'm gonna give you two guesses because I don't think you'll get the first one wrong, but just in case, I'm gonna let you get two. What do you think they were talking about when I turned on the TV, CNN at eleven something at night? Uh, last week, election coverage. Yes and no. Yes and no. They were talking about Donald Trump. Right. I said I was going to give you two. My bad. I, I just gave you one. Whatever. So that's what that's really what they talk about because that's the hot topic right now, right? Everyone wants to talk about Trump because everyone is watching Trump. They want to see people are either watching Trump to see what he said, what he did, or is he impeached? Is he guilty or not? That's what people are watching, turning on the news for. I used to turn on CNN to find out what's happening across the globe. I think those days must be over because that just does not happen anymore. And uh, and one more thing, and I and I want to move on from the news. And and it, CNN is um, when when you talk about news, they talk about the news. I'm not really sure you can say they report the news anymore. Okay, if you see them live on location, they're reporting the news. They have shows, they have commentary shows. All right, think about your local news. Your local news probably doesn't have commentary shows. CNN, Fox News, MSNBC, they have commentary shows. So what happens is they talk about the news and they have people come in to talk about what's in the news and talk about their opinion and how they see it. But how they see it in their opinion is not actually the news. People, I think people get that confused. Okay, I, and I just wanted to say that my last word on that is the news is out here to make money. Okay, that, that's what it right. is. It's all part of being a business in America. The news is out here to make money, and the fear mongering. You know, you, if you if you talk about people shooting and and all that, a lot of people are going to want to protect themselves from from shootings. And what they're going to do? They're going to buy guns, right? So then you get more shootings. And then you want, and then you get to talk about gun control, but we're not going to control the guns because it's it's your right to own a gun, it's your right to bear arms, right? So we're not going to take that freedom away from you, and we're not going to do but so much regulating on it because guns is big business in this country. Guns are very big business in this country, okay? And I'm gonna tell you what guns might be even bigger business in this country. Would you would you agree with me? Oh, of course. Now we're talking about all, go ahead, go ahead. It goes back to the context of when we have those conversations about gun control and majority and I don't want to say all because it, it, that's not factual, but a good portion of Incidents involving guns Criminal activity involving guns Those guns are Attained illegally They aren't being used by people Who go and pass background checks And They get their their licensing And they get their license to carry And their registered weapons Uh, These are individuals who are Using illegal weapons So when a majority of those things occur, it's not about controlling the individuals who obtain weapons the right way. It's about restricting access for those who obtain weapons the wrong way. Mm. 
Say that again, Ryan. Say it again. I mean, and, and just to just to get people to really understand the gun control for the legitimate buyer is not the issue. And I do, and I know some people will point out to some of those larger shootings, uh, like the like the Las Vegas shooting, where the shooter did actually obtain his weapons legally. Uh, but I don't believe that the gun control for those type of consumers is the issue when we have so many incidents, criminal activities involving guns where those weapons aren't obtained legally. You have people stealing weapons. You have people importing weapons. Uh, you have a bunch of people who are involved in criminal activity where these weapons are not legally registered. These weapons are not legally purchased. So, a lot of the confusion comes in to try to stop or restrict the sale of guns when the legitimate sales aren't the majority of the issues. The issues come from those who steal guns and those who obtain guns illegally. So we need to focus on more controlling illegal activity as opposed to restricting the legal flow of weapons. That's a whole nother show that we can get into too. Two one five three eight three three nine nine two. Two one five three eight three three nine nine two. We're talking about the America, the business, the America, the corporation. We're talking about how everything in this in this country is about the dollar, and it probably will never ever not be about the dollar. Um, we we spoke about news, the news cycle. We spoke about guns because that led us into the you know new cycle of discussion led us into the guns because we're talking about another yet another mass shooting that happened in California here in the United States. Um, one that I want I want to put I want to merge two I want to merge two topics into one under the umbrella of America being a business, and this one we could talk about for five hours. Okay, I want to talk about insurance and I'm going to talk about prescription drugs and how they influence not how they influence but how they are the types of things that they that they influence in this country so we live in a country where you know medical services are not free prescription drugs are not free I'm going to just go out and say it in this country you're more you're more of a profitable piece in this country if you are sick rather than being cured. Okay? Everyone knows this. And if you don't know it, you know it now. The money is not in the cure. The money is in the disease. Understand that. Okay? Um for instance, there have been people and I'm using my air quotes, there have been people that have been cured of AIDS. Okay? In other parts of the country, in other parts of the world, and in parts of this country, by holistic treatment and, and and actual medical treatments as well. However, what happens is it you're more profitable being sick with AIDS or HIV by taking the medication that you need. Okay, there are people that have cancer. Okay, and I'm not even going to get into into how to how what you consume contributes to your cancer. 
I'm not going to get into how, you know, cancer feeds on sugars and how sugar is in every, almost damn near everything we eat in this country, in the breads, in the, in the drinks. You know, it's stuff that we don't even think about having sugar. has sugar in it, okay? In this country, we're addicted to sugar. I'm not talking about natural sugars that comes in fruits and vegetables. I'm talking about sugars that, that, that refined sugar, the stuff that comes in the processed foods and, and meats and, and, and all like that. Our food makes us sick. We have to go to the hospital. We have to get put on meds. We have to pay for those meds. But a lot of times, who pays for the meds, Ryan? The insurance companies, right? At least they pay right. a piece of it. But who's in cahoots with the with the insurance companies? The government. They got to go through government loopholes and stuff like that. And then I know there's someone out there listening somewhere that has had some type of insurance that you've been paying on for years that does not want to cover whatever you're going through. They don't want to cover it. It's out. It's outside of their coverage. They're saying they don't want to cover. Although you've been paying thousands and thousands and hundreds and thousands of dollars to this company, they don't want to pay for what you need them for now. Why is that, Ryan? Help me out. Help me out, please. Talk to me, man. Man, if I had the answer for this, I'd be running for office. <laughs> <laughs> the medicine. Well, do the it. Run for office, industry. damn it. Run for office. <laughs> Well, and you know what's funny? It's so crazy because I had a, you know, on Facebook, they have the memory. Uh, a Facebook memory popped up from, I want to say it was today, uh, 2016. Uh, and I stated on that that I would be running for office in 2020. So it's not off the table yet, people. I could be running for office in 2020. I don't know in what capacity yet. I want to see where I fit in the scope of society. But let me get back to uh, the medical discussion. It's just medicine in America, and we know that all insurances, whether it's car insurance, whether it's health insurance, whether it's insurance on your cell phone, it's in case shit happens. And I go back to the the whole Hey, careful, careful now. (laughs) I, I go back to the whole Chris Rock, uh, the whole Chris Rock uh, skit, when he, you know, he was talking about medical insurance and how they insurances as a whole, where they don't want to cover specific things, even though you pay for it, and we pay into so many different avenues to provide us some type of protection, and then in some cases when we need it, it's not there for us. So there is such a a crisis in America because there are other countries like Canada where your health care is free. And these countries are successfully taking care of their citizens. Their citizens aren't leaving and saying, hey, I need to cross the border. I need to go to America to get seen. We have Americans saying, hey, I need to go to Canada. Mm. I don't want to be here in America. Uh, Because the coverage is not here for us as the people. It's here for the businesses to maintain their profit margins. And if we start providing services to any and everybody who actually needs it, then those businesses lose money. So there has to be an an adequate measure of who they're going to provide these treatments to. There are well-known treatments around the globe. HIV and AIDS. 
there are well-known treatments around the globe for all types of cancers. There are medicines even here in the United States that are performing well enough that if they were introduced to the mainstream, that people could see cures, they could see higher survival rates, they could see longer life expectancies. But it's priced out for the average person who's affected, and the only individuals who benefit from it are the wealthy. They have the money to afford those type of medicines. They have the access to those type of providers uh, because we know, well, some of the well-off individuals don't actually need insurance. They pay for what they use. They pay for what they consume. They seek alternative treatments that they pay out of pocket for because they know that insurances don't cover these things. So like when we think about the government insurance system, when we think about Medicaid, when we think about Medicare, when you look at the level of coverage that you get and the level of service that you get from those type of providers, it's distinctly different from what you get when you're fully employed and you may have a, and I don't want to call it privatized, but you want to have an employer type of insurance program, whether it be Blue Cross, Blue Shield, Keystone, or uh, Highmark, whoever your company chooses to deal with, uh, you get a higher level of service from them. Uh, But then again, it still doesn't cover so many things because we aren't the wealthy 1%. We aren't those individuals that are making the 400000 annually that can go out and afford a $50,000 treatment. Uh, and to kind of to give the example, one of my really good friends uh, was diagnosed with cancer. And her doctors were giving her a very low survival rate. And they said, unless you can come up with for this treatment, which we've seen success with it, and we've seen people recover. And, I mean, for somebody to come up with $15,000 who may only have a $40,000 salary, I mean, that's a good portion of your annual income dedicated to a treatment that could potentially save your life, but how does it affect you in other areas? How do you continue to maintain your life after you Mm. receive treatment? So the industry as a whole is only set up to protect and help people who can afford it. And I think that in our country, we do our people a disservice by not putting things in place to help people when they need it. Uh, and to restrict it only to those who are in that one percentile, those who can afford alternative treatments. When we look at the industries as a whole, medical industries are billion-dollar industries, and we can't afford, those companies can't afford to lose their profit margins because they choose not to help the people who need it the most. Mm. 215-383-3992. Hit us up. We're talking about America, the incorporation, the incorporation, the corporation. Um, 
Hey, Ryan, you so you were talking about treatments in Canada and you um medicines in Canada. Right. You know who else has cheaper medical has cheaper prescription medicine? Russia. Well, I'm thinking about them. I don't know too much about <laughs> Russia, except for they're trying to break crack my LinkedIn account. If you saw my Facebook <laughs> post a couple of days ago, they they've been trying to crack I, my I LinkedIn did. for the last few months. Uh, no, Mexico. Mexico has cheaper prescription drugs. Wow. That as, as that as a as an American, you can actually go over and buy them. Okay, you actually can do that. Now I don't live in. I don't live in an area where I can just drive over the border and get them, but <clears throat> and else and and, and kind of I've been thinking for the last few days because there's been a lot of talk about this wall with this this caravan of people coming from Honduras. There's been a lot of talk about this wall going up at the Mexico United States border, and I started thinking about it. Is this wall really to keep people out? Because we know people are going to get here. With the you know with the wall being up regardless, so I was wondering is the wall really going up to keep people out or is it going up to keep us in? Mm. Just a thought I had. You know I don't know just a thought I have because we can get on a plane and stuff like that. I know people saying you can get on the plane and go anywhere you want. We're not we're not crossing the border for no no maybe you know we're not crossing the border yet. We're not doing it yet. You know, we could be headed down that line. Who knows? I don't know anything. I'm not saying that I know something that everybody else doesn't know. All I'm saying is, is the wall going up to keep everyone out or to keep us in? I don't know. Hit it us up. 215-383-3992. You're listening to Intelligent Ignorance. Myself, Jay Chris, my man, R. Dot. And uh, we're talking about America, the corporation. America, the business. The business known as the United States of America. Um one of the things I also wanted to touch on as America being a business, one of the biggest issues of America being a business, one of the biggest factors, I should say, taxes. Taxes. <laughs> okay? Local, state, and federal taxes. I'm not talking about your paycheck. I'm talking about the taxes that come out of your paycheck. Think about this. Ryan, have you ever really sat back and thought about all the taxes that 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 kind of happen on a daily basis? Have you ever thought about right it? Let's think about this. Let's 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 go through let's go through um let's go through like a day. Okay, let's go through a good day. Let's say you got a few thousand dollars in your pocket and and you and you're feeling good and you're like, you know what? I'm ready, I'm gonna go spend some money. So let's say you start off your day, you go and, and you buy some coffee. So I don't know if you drink coffee. I don't, but, you know, some people do. Coffee costs maybe a buck. I don't think you're paying taxes on that. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know. I don't I don't think so. All right. Um, you, you, let's say you want to go to Best Buy. You say, you know what? I want a new TV to put up in my man cave. I want one of them TVs that costs $1,000. Now, you get – oh, wait a minute. I'm sorry. Let's go back to yesterday because yesterday was Saturday. Let's go back to yesterday. You just got paid. 
<laughs> I forgot about that part. You just got paid. You got federal, local, and state taxes coming out. So you just got taxed. Right? Am I right or wrong? Right, right. right. Okay. I'm right. You just got taxed. Now you go to Best Buy. You say, I want this TV. TV costs $1,000. Whatever the percentage of taxes in your state, you just got taxed on the TV. Thank God there's no taxes in Delaware. Sales tax. Okay, well, we're talking. I'm going to talk about Philly. <laughs> I'm going to talk about Philly so I can sound better. But yeah, you're right. I'm going when I go to buy stuff. I go to Delaware. You go to Best Buy in Philadelphia, or you go to Circuit City or whatever. You get taxed on the TV. Am I right? Right. So not only did taxes come out of what you earned. Taxes have also come out of what you paid, right? Double-edged sword. Okay, so now, okay, so you're still feeling good. You still got money in your pocket. You say, you know what? I think I want to go to the casino. And I don't know what your game of choice. Actually, I do know what your game of choice, but I'm I'm creating this life for you right now, okay? <laughs> so you go and you sit down at the slot machine, Okay. I personally, I don't play the slots, but, you know, to each its own. Right. You just hit a jackpot for, I don't know, let's say $20,000 at the at the slot machine. Okay? You're not going to have them come over, and they're not going to give you $20,000 in cash right there. It's not going to happen. What you're going to get is a check. They're going to give you a check. Oh, there, there, actually, there's some more factors. They're going to try to get you to put the money back in the machine and all like that. But anyway, you're going to get a check. You decide you want to leave. You're going to get a check. You know what else you're going to get with that check, Brian? Do you know? Tax form. You're going to get a tax. Why? Because now the money that you won that was taxed Income. on already when you got your paycheck is now going to get taxed again from the money that you've already paid from the money that you were taxed to get taxed again. How about that? I I know I know from experience that in the state of Delaware, you are taxed as income for winnings at the casino. Absolutely, they consider that income. They consider it income. Now let's say uh, let's say you have a, a a friend. Let's say you 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 needed a vehicle. And you got a friend that say, hey, Ryan, you know what? I got an extra car. I'm going to just give you this car. Right? I'm going to sign this car over to you. I just signed this car over to you. This car is, is paid in full. You ain't got to worry about nothing. But once you go to sign this car, once you go to register this car, guess what you got to do? At least in the state of Pennsylvania, guess what you got to do? Pay tax. You got to pay, pay a tax on it. Now, this car is paid for. All the taxes on this car have been paid. But now that you have the car, now you got to pay taxes all over again. Does that make sense to you? To the government. Are you property of the government right now? Not anymore. So it definitely does so not does make it, sense to So me. does it make sense to you? <laughs> That's all I'm asking. Does it make <laughs> sense to you? I, I want all of my money. I mean, and, you know, as somebody who pays taxes 
And to give you an example, when I when I had my first six figure year, I almost lost my mind in how much I paid in taxes. Paid in taxes my first six figure year more than some people earned in a year. And I know that that is such a first world problem and that that is something that I should not be complaining about. But when you get to a level where you earn something, so it's not like my salary, it's not like my paycheck is given to me because I showed up. I put in work, I earned it. I earned it from multiple streams of of income. So I earned my money. And then to have to give a portion of it to the government when they didn't put any of this work in. I did all of the work. I don't, I, I pay into a social security system that I may never see a dime from. I pay mm. into certain systems that may not even be there to benefit me, but in the long run, off of what I earned, I paid a portion of it to the government on the front end. And then, just like you stated, any time I go out to buy anything, that year I went out and bought a new car, that year I went out and I bought my condo, those were the, I immediately get taxed for spending the money that I earned. So I'm paying taxes that are already taken to me, taken from me, so I never see that money up front. And then I, got, I pay taxes. I got another on, one for you, too. I got another one on for you. On the money done. that I actually earn like it's just it's just so crazy to see how this system works because as a taxpayer you wonder where all of the the tax dollars go to what is it fund and, and i i talk i'm going to tell uh, i'm going to tell you i'm going to tell you one of the things that funds right now i'm going to tell you one of the things that funds right now i'm gonna let you i'm gonna let you finish all right i'm gonna let you finish but i'm gonna tell you one of the things that funds right now <laughs> No, it funds these down. elected just... officials that were elected you that you voted or that you did or did not vote for that work for you. So make sure you hold them accountable. Go ahead. Finish your statement. No, I, w- I was just uh, – I was actually closing it out. I was just uh, – in my mind, it made me think about uh, J. Cole's song, uh, Brackets, from his last album. But I – he talked about, uh, and it was funny because in between verses, he had a little skit where he said he was receiving a phone call from Uncle Sam. And he was mm-hmm. saying, hey, you know, when I make my first million, I'm going to take care of you. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, how much do you want from it? And Uncle Sam says, half. And he's like, what do you mean half? And it's, when you get to that level, you're being taxed for an amount. And for someone who comes from a lower level who may make, who achieves a higher level, you want to know, hey, well, where does this money go to? So if I made a million dollars, and I believe the technical amount is 48.5% goes to tax. So if I make a million, I don't actually make a million. I make a million, I made 520000 and this out of true. that 520000 then whatever I purchased during that time frame is taxed as well. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, you don't even take home half of what you've earned. So it just gets into 
and I know we didn't even get to to talk about public safety and the police and the military. We didn't even get that far into the business of of America because I know we took a little oh, longer yeah. on the tax force. But man, it, I mean, it's just so crazy how income affects growth in America. Well, I, I wanted I wanted to I wanted to run one more one more uh, tax situation by you. So okay, you you've gone out, you bought your TV, right? From from Best Buy or whatever, you bought your TV. You're happy, you're ready to put that thing up. You went to the casino, you won fifty thousand dollars. You're feeling good. You're feeling good, right? Right. You end up getting you end up getting into a really bad car accident on your way home, right? And you got to go to the hospital. But don't worry, you live, and and you're and and you're going to you make a full recovery, okay? However, the person that hit you, the person that hit you was at fault. And you are able to win a lawsuit to, to have, the, you know, to get, to get money. Basically, you're going to get your money. You're going to get your medical bills paid for. You're going to have some money. But guess what? I know Pain you can guess. I know, I know you can guess what's going on. You're going to be taxed on that. They're going to tax you on that. They are going to take their taxes. Just letting you know right now. So my Let pain you know and suffering right has a tax. You're, you, I guess so. Your pain and suffering has a tax. So I, I guess what I guess what happens is the government actually takes some of that pain and suffering for you, so you don't have to be in pain and suffer as much. And they take what they took from you know the equivalent, and and they take the money as the equivalent and put it in their pocket. So you probably would have been a lot more hurt you were. But the government took some of that pain off of you and put it on them. So they they wanted their cut. Pain and suffering. I'm just saying. Welcome to the business of America, ladies and gentlemen. This is the business of America. We got under five minutes left in the show. We've been rambling on and on. You can, if you missed any portions of this show, this show will be available on YouTube. Uh, you can go to our Facebook page right now at New Twist Radio and check out any show that you may have missed that happens here on New Twist Radio. Uh, this is the 10th episode of Intelligent Ignorance, officially. Episode 10. This is episode 10 of Intelligent Ignorance. And, uh, you know, we, we're going to keep it coming for you. You know, we, we got... Um, we got a lot of things to discuss, man. We got a lot of things to discuss. Two one five three eight three three nine nine two. Actually, I'm not going to give that phone number out anymore because a lot of times we get people that will call at the last minute. <laughs> you know, we get people that call at the last minute and they'll have something they want to say, and I always want to give them their time. And Don't then we won't be able to end the show. Five minutes of the show. Don't you wait till the last five minutes of the show. Don't you do it. I'll tax you. You will get taxed. I'm tell you right now. Um. You know, uh, thinking about something, right? You know, I just have these random thoughts, okay? You know how it was said that once slavery was abolished, the slave was supposed to, or the former slave was supposed to get, the, the free man was supposed to get 40 acres and a mule, right? 40 acres of land and the mule to till it, right? Am I right? That's what they said. That's what they said, and we know that it never really happened. Okay, we know this. Um, now I say that to say that you know a lot for a long time, 
black folks have been talking about reparations, right? Reparations would be a, a payment, some type of payment that would, um, you know, for for the time of slavery, for 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 slaves working for free for as long as they did, okay? Being forced to work for free, excuse me, it wasn't a choice. Slaves being forced to work for free for as long as they did. Reparations will probably never happen in the form that people were like wanting it to happen. And when I say that, I mean like people want to check. Okay. But how about this, Ardot? And, you know, there may be a lot of holes in my theory. And it's just something I thought about. I, I don't know nothing from nothing. I'm intelligently ignorant over here. Okay. How about if black folks receive reparations by not having to pay taxes? Would that would that be would that help? Of course it would help. Would that be would that be something that is doable? That just might be my platform for twenty twenty. No black taxes. Oh, you're you're not gonna win. I'm gonna just tell you right now, you ain't gonna win. <laughs> no black taxes. <laughs> Read my list. Got a nice ring no black Got a taxes. Nice... Yeah, was, you're uh, not going to win what, that. What was Montgomery Brewster's campaign slogan? Oh, what? Oh, you're talking about one of my favorite movies. <laughs> um, doggone, what was his? Uh, 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 it was vote for nobody. No, none of the above. None, none of, of the, the above. above. That's what it was. None of the above. <laughs> <laughs> or you could just write. Write my name or, or write uh, Ardot's name in there. Look, we got under a minute left in the show. You got any last words? We got about 30 seconds. Oh, man. I just definitely want to say a huge shout out to the uh, Wilmington Wolfpack. Uh, they are holding another open tryout again today at Alpha One Fitness in Newark, Delaware. So if you are interested in playing semi pro football, make sure you come check out the Wilmington Wolfpack today at Alpha One Fitness, 3 p.m., Newark, Delaware. Look him up on Instagram, Wilm Wolfpack. All right. And uh, look, follow us on, on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and all that good stuff, Snapchat and all that, YouTube and all that good stuff. If you missed any portion of the show, this show will be available. If I sent you the link, you can listen to the show at any time. Uh, and you, you, can, you, can, you can check us out at any time on YouTube. So, look, I'm going to get out of here. Thanks for checking us out on Intelligent Ignorance. Thank you for checking out Neutrals Radio. We will talk to you all next week. We love you all for loving us. Peace. Peace out.